Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome back to the Emerald Office. Today it's just you and me, and we are going to tackle something that I run into either in myself or with my clients nearly every February. And that is the sort of what do I do now when January did not happen as planned, when you have sort of this kind of false start to the year, or if you're you're arriving at February and you feel kind of like, now I'm ready to start 2022. And this is something that that happens, right? This is something that we we see. Either January was kind of like a set of false start, or there was something that happened in January. Sometimes just the simple act of like getting Christmas put away and getting your kids back to school. And, you know, I I know this year we've had a lot of snow in January. And so January can sometimes very quickly disappear and we hit January 31st and we kind of have this like, oh crap moment of this year did not really start out on the foot that I wanted it to start out on. This year did not really have the impact that I wanted it. I've already gotten to a place that I didn't want to be this year. This happens. This is a real thing. First of all, let me give you the permission, if you need it, to forgive yourself for not waking up January 1 a brand new person because that's not the way that it works, right? We like January 1. It has this, this sort of fresh sense to it, but that is arbitrary. That is something that we have invented and you have the opportunity to create that feeling at any point in your year. Some of us choose, in fact, to start our years intentionally in February. There were a couple years where I always started my year in February because planners would all go on sale. So like late January, I'd buy a planner when it was super on sale. And then I would really start my year in February. My older sister does this because her birthday is in January. So she doesn't want to go on a diet in January. She doesn't want to do dry dry January. She wants to enjoy her birthday. And then February is when she might set a resolution. Last year, I considered my start to 2021 to be in February. And that was not on purpose. Uh, That was because I woke up January 1 incredibly nauseous because I was, uh, what, a month and a half, two months pregnant at the time. So it was like right in that first trimester and I was so, 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 so nauseous. And so January, it's like a haze. The end of my the planner I used last year, there's like a section where you recap your month. And January, I just wrote across the two-page spread, just nauseous in giant letters and I didn't fill out anything else because that was my January last year. So February is this opportunity that some of us take Uh, intentionally or otherwise, to choose to start our year in January. There are some really good things about doing this. Some of us choose to do this because we think about our goals at the end of December or at the very beginning of January, but then we need that time to let your goals fully percolate, to really own and embrace what you want to do in the coming year. And this can be really powerful. This is actually why this year I will be moving my New Year planning retreat uh, earlier in the winter so that there is more of this time to percolate, more of this time to fully embrace your goals or fully define your goals. You might need to narrow in and narrow in and narrow in over a matter of weeks before you're ready to act. 
here in the Emerald office and particularly in full focus where we are being focused in our businesses. We don't like to wait on things. We don't like to put things off and put things off and procrastinate things. However, there is value in letting things sink in, letting things get fleshed out, really sort of embedding these things into your soul, steeping yourself in what you want to do in the coming year and who you're going to need to be in order to do those things, in order to make happen your goals, in order to be the kind of person that your goals happen for. So all of this is to say, if your January was not as productive as you wanted, if it wasn't as focused as you wanted, if you don't feel like you started January the way you want to continue your year, I am offering you the opportunity to do a February reset. I love taking time in February to sort of re-take back the helm of our year. Maybe you did start in January, but you've already fallen off of whatever wagon you wanted to get on. You've already stopped being productive. And you want to reclaim your year right here, right now, second month of the year, you want to redo. That is available to you. There is no reason that you can't actively choose to create this clean slate for yourself. And if this sounds like you, if you feel like you did not get yourself well-planned or well-laid out for the year, head over to my Instagram. I am doing a giveaway for a brand shiny new planner that was gifted to me by Sugar Paper Planning Company. It's really beautiful. It's expansive. It is all white and cream. It is a linen cover. It's beautiful. If you want that like physical representation of a clean slate and you need a planner for this year, I encourage you to go check that giveaway out. How do you do a February reset? The first thing is if we're resetting, if we are restarting the year, Make sure we have clearly defined goals going into February, going into or coming out of February. You want to you want to start this year now that you've rechosen your arbitrary start date. You want it to have a very clear picture of what you want to accomplish and how much you want to accomplish and how you're actually going to accomplish it. Not just check these boxes off, but a plan in place to make them happen. And the caution I want to put before you is that if you had a set of goals for January and it was a false start, do not shrink your goals for a reboot in January or in February. There is no reason that you need to change what you want to do or the bigness of your vision for where you want to be in a year or the the audacity of your goals. Reasonable goals don't happen very frequently. Reasonable goals do not get us out of bed, galvanize us into action. They don't push us. And because we don't feel like we have to push in order to achieve them, because they're reasonable, we don't we don't even put in like the medium effort that would be required. We want ambitious goals because they require us to put in maximum. They require us to really, truly show up. So if you are shrinking your goals because you're doing this from your reboot, you're going to actually be less likely to achieve them. So don't shrink your goals. However, if you're saying, listen, Elizabeth, the reason I didn't get these goals, you know, started off on the right foot in January is because they're too big or they're not achievable, then it's not a matter necessarily of changing the goal unless 
you truly don't want that thing anymore for some reason, unless your your vision for your life has changed. It has to do with making sure that you have a different plan of attack to reach those same goals. We want to have a really clear idea of what we're going to do differently. This is particularly important if you're looking at a goal that you've set in previous years and not achieved. We see this a lot with fitness goals, right? We all say we're going to work out more at the beginning of the year. By the end of January, we've gained a pound because we ate all of the Christmas leftover goodies that were in our houses. And so we don't want to say, well, I said I was going to lose 10 pounds and now I'm actually only going to try and lose five because I already just gained five pounds. That's not, that's no good. What we're going to do is we're going to keep our goal big. We're going to keep the I'm going to lose 20 pounds goal. And we're going to put in place a clear path to get us there. And it is going to be different than whatever we've tried before. Because we've all tried different ways to reach these sticky goals, these these, uh, obstinate goals we keep having to reset because we haven't achieved them yet. Make sure you have in place a different plan of attack. They say that insanity is attempting the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results. Some people say that's what stupidity is, but insanity or stupidity, we don't want to do it. We want to make sure that you have a different plan of attack. So is it a different strategy? Is it Are you going to completely approach this from a different direction? Is it that you're going to introduce uh, some accountability? And in particular, the accountability the accountability that's going to be most appropriate for you. Some of us need internal accountability. We can do the things that we choose to do, and all we have to do is define them and lay them out in front of ourselves, and then we can do them. Some of us need external accountability. We need that coach or that friend or that gym partner to check in on us and keep us accountable to that goal. Recognize which kind of accountability you need and work that into your strategy. Work that into your approach for how you're going to make this goal happen. And then the other thing that I see possibly even most often when it comes to this, I was going to try this in January and it didn't work. And so I am restarting in February is that we have goals that we are choosing to pursue. Maybe we even have the accountability. Maybe we even have a good strategy for how we're going to achieve them, but we neglected to make space for them in our lives. If I say that I want to spend two hours a day reading, but I don't have two hours in my life to read, it's just not going to happen, right? I haven't created the space for it. If I say that I want to be a present and attentive mother, which is one of my goals for this year, but I am hiring a nanny to be here 24-7 so that I don't have to deal with my kid, that's just, it's not going to work out, right? I've not created the space in those both of those examples that I'm talking about in my calendar, but maybe you haven't created the space in your brain. If you want to meditate, but you are actively adding to the list of things that you need to be processing all the time, if you are filling your brain up, it's not going to work. If you have a goal about your household being clean and open, if you have not physically made space by getting rid of stuff, it's not going to work. If you want to learn how to play piano this year, maybe you've cleared the time in your calendar. Maybe you've cleared the room in your budget to buy a piano. But if you don't have a physical spot in your house to put a piano, it ain't going to work. Don't shrink your goals. 
but create a plan on how to attack them better with better strategy, with better accountability, and making sure that you've made space for them. The other thing I really want you to seek out for a a February start to your year is making sure that you fully acknowledge that this clean slate is always available to you. Too often when we do a restart like this at any point in the year, we have this feeling like, you know, I, I'm, I'm making this up because I failed otherwise. And that's simply not true. You have always had the power to decide, to create the shape of your year. You have always had the power to draw a line in the sand, draw a line in your calendar and say, this is when something starts. For example, I have a very clear commitment to myself that I am not taking on new commitments in work or in my life until my daughter is nine months old. That is arbitrary. I just picked an age that she needed to be at before I would add anything to my to my plate. I need to see what does it look like when she hits, you know, three quarters of her first year of life. That is my line in the sand. And I pick that pretty much arbitrarily. Nothing changes when she turns nine months. You know, introducing solids was at six months. You know, she's no longer a newborn. uh, But lots of things won't change again until a year. I just picked a number. And that is always available to you. You can always just sit down and decide on the 15th of April, I am starting a new quarter in my life. That's not how quarters work. But you get to decide. You get to choose this always. And so deciding to start your year in February is not a failure. You're not making this up because it's always been made up. Am I making sense? Feel feel free to send me an email if you're, you're not following. The clean slate is always available is the point. So I want you to shake it off. I want you to not dwell on the lost time. I don't want you sitting here going, well, I was sick with COVID for two weeks of January and then it took me two weeks just to catch up from the two weeks I was sick. And so I have to start my year in February and that's a whole month of lost time. Like how dare I have that issue? And you can lament this. You can be upset about it. You can you know, woe is me. I said I was going to run five miles a day and I ran five miles the whole month of January. Look at all that last time. Yes, that's lost time. And that frankly sucks. You don't get time back. That's the way time works. However, dwelling on the time lost, dwelling on your perceived failures or your actual failures in January, dwelling on the choices that you made that got you to this point is continuing to waste time. You're never going to get back the time you spent lamenting the time you lost. So let's just not not sort of add insult to injury. Let's not make it worse than it needs to be by additionally wasting time, lamenting, wasting time. Shake it off. Do not dwell on whatever brought you to the point where you needed to a February refresh. Another really important piece of this, I think, is having a very visible restart, a very visible clean slate. And maybe that's getting the brand new, shiny, beautiful planner that I just mentioned. Maybe that's 
repainting your office or maybe that's signing up for a co-working space so that you can get away from the house and get a whole bunch of stuff done. Maybe that's, I don't know, buying yourself a new espresso machine or maybe it's finally going through your clothes and getting rid of the stuff that doesn't fit you anymore. Whatever it is, have a very sort of physical reminder of a restart. If you need to like rewatch footage of the ball dropping and count it down and have some champagne, then go for it. Have a clear, visible, physical representation of this restart. There is something really powerful that happens when we take decisions, when we take choices and and make them tangible, make them actions. And maybe that means making them part of your physical space. Like I cleaned off my desk uh, early, early in January to symbolize that I was going into a fresh new year. I got a brand new lamp because my lamp was dead and I rearranged my whole desk, got rid of a bunch of crap that I didn't need to be keeping in my desk, made a whole bunch of things that I use regularly far more accessible to me on my desk, and just set myself up to feel like this was a fresh new year. Maybe getting a new set of curtains would help you or maybe uh, changing up your routine or changing up your coffee order or going for a long, long walk or going away for the weekend or anything that is physical. It's not a thought thing. It's not a theoretical thing. It is something you are doing or seeing part of your environment or a concrete action you are taking. There is power in the physicality of these things. There is power in the act of doing spring cleaning more so even than your house being cleaned each spring. Like if you were to hire somebody to clean your house, it would feel different than you doing a spring cleaning. And I'm somebody who hates cleaning. So for me to say that there is value in actually doing it yourself, that should that should, that should be a, a red flag that it's truly important because I hate cleaning and I will avoid it at most costs. The February reset is the same thing we're doing at the beginning of the year. The same process of taking stock of where you are intentionally casting a vision forward for where you want to get to, setting the goals that will lead you to that vision, understanding who you are and how you need to set yourself up to succeed at those goals, and then putting the plan in place, putting the accountability and the strategy and creating space in your life to make these things happen. If you need help with any of that, there is a reason that I make my New Year's Eve retreat available after the fact. I always make that retreat available as a standalone product that people can do at any point. I have somebody who did it on the first weekend of February. They went through uh, each of the days of this four-day virtual retreat, and it is self-guided, but you do still get a half an hour every single day of you and I diving in, checking in, and really having that that coach to walk you through this process so that you can have that action, that physical start of my year is going to start with this retreat, with me really concretely figuring out what it is that I want to do in the coming year 
and what is going to be required in order for me to get to that place? What is going to be required for me to climb this mountain, to create this income, to lose this weight, to be more empowered and connected in my relationships? This is one of my most powerful programs, and I make it available. I actually make it available throughout the year, but in particularly in February, people have over and over over the past few years that I've been doing this retreat, seen the power of doing it for the first time or even revisiting this same work when they need to start their year off really solid. Thank you so much for spending some time with me as we talk through that sort of, ah, what do we do? It's February and the year's not going to plan feeling because we've all been there for a variety of reasons. And I want you to know that it is normal to have a year like that occasionally. And it is normal for you to have to wipe the slate clean and step into the rest of your year with this new date as your New Year's Day. Thank you for spending your time with me, Elizabeth Tolis, here in the Emerald office. If you want to hear, watch, read, and learn more about entrepreneurship, focus, and living a life of impact, I invite you to check out Full Focus Entrepreneur, where I coach small business owners to be more effective, more organized, more profitable, and more impactful. If you're interested in listening to more of me talking to myself and others, please check out The Emerald Office, where all the episodes for all of my podcasts can be found. Both The Emerald Office and Full Focus Entrepreneur, as well as my social media and the show notes, can be most easily found at elizabethtolis.com. And I want to especially thank Eric Tolis, who made the sweet backtrack you're listening to now, and Maria Carius, who made the beautiful artwork that graces this podcast's cover. A link to all of Maria's art can be found in the show notes.